Oh, you got yourself a little cardigan? Yeah, it's chilly. Mm-hmm. It, was a, it was a freeze warning last night. Was there? Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, dear. So, Tim, how are you today? I'm, I'm good. I'm tired. Time change. Mm. Actually, that should benefit me. It should. It's it still should. early, though. Yeah. Is it because it's an hour earlier than you would normally record? Is that right? No. It's because we we got an hour. Like, right? And if I fall back. Yes, you, yeah. But like the time is an hour earlier, but it's actually not. Yes. Like the number on the clock is earlier. Yes. It it feels like the same time. My body's used to waking up this time for recording, Mm -hmm. but it shows earlier. But I did stay up later because I knew that I had an extra hour. So it kind of offset. I offset myself. Right. Now I'm regretting the consequences. Yeah, it look it looks darker in your room than it normally does. Um, oh, I'm expecting because of this. Hold on one second. Expecting some sort of uh, Dexter character to pop around. Is that better? Uh, yeah, it's good. good. I normally have two lamps on, and I just had the one on my whale lamp. Your whale, oh, your whale lamp. Yeah, it wasn't turned on, but it's on now. How are you? How are you this morning? I'm good. I'm good. We actually went to Spoons, get some brekkie this morning. Spoons, what is that? What is that like? Spoons is short for Weather Spoons, which is like a pub chain here. So, oh, okay. Yeah, it's nice and quaint. I sent you so that picture of the, the Parliament's man, the Earl of Essex. You didn't get that picture? I, I don't think I did. I'm sorry. Okay. No, it's um, the oh 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 yes yes I know what you're talking about now. I just I just saw the picture of the squished omelet. That's that, that kind of threw me off. <laughs> um, the sprinkles. Yeah. Um, yes, Caleb sent me two pictures this morning. One is a squished omelet. I think it's I it's not is. actually a squished omelet, but we'll, we'll spare it? the listeners. Okay. <laughs> I think someone had too much oh, birthday that, okay. fairy cakes, something. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's, I'll never eat an omelet again. <laughs> um, I, th- I was thought it was kind of, it was like perfectly round, uh-huh. like an omelet. And I was like, why is that on the ground? You know, but that makes it more sense. <laughs> why, why waste such a good, uh, like, if somebody threw an omelet out, it would have splattered, mm-hmm. but it was just like perfectly placed and then yeah. run over halfway. But anyways, we'll move on. Um, yeah. <laughs> so this pub, they do breakfast, huh? Or brekkie as you call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Breakfast brekkie. Um, yeah, so I had the beans, the beans on toast. Amidst the other, had some sausage. That's good. Uh, <laughs> good, uh, good traditional breakfast. That's fun. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, welcome to a very special episode of The Ramble today. If you're joining us today, you probably already know this, but in case you don't, I'm Tim. And I'm Caleb. And what's special about today, Caleb? Oh, well, today is the culmination, the reflection on season one. So we've been putting out fillers, um, little, 
we've been putting out feelers throughout our season for people to submit comments, questions that they had about our story, about us in general, and all of our adventures. So we have collated all these questions and comments and are going to yes. run through and recap them today. Very excited. Right. We we told the story we told the story of our friendship as best we can recall, but you know, obviously inevitably things were left out and so you know, fortunately we had our loyal fans and listeners uh you know, kind of catch catch us on any of the gaps that we skipped over. And so I'm excited to kind of flesh out a little bit more uh, the stories. Flesh out. What an interesting phrase that is. What is that? Where, where does that come from? Isn't that kind of gross sounding? I don't know. I'm just now thinking that it sounds gross. I, I use that phrase a lot. But. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I had a yeah, it, flesh just has such an like a archaic. Mm, that's a good word. Kind of like connotation to it i guess it, uh, we i was having bls training in birmingham a couple of years ago and one of the students kept saying like oh we slapped the pads on the flesh and it just was like throwing everyone off that he was calling the mannequin skin flesh <laughs> yeah that's a great question i don't know that's funny it's hilarious Well, uh, do we just want to dive right in? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Head first. We're starting in episode one, which just seems like ages ago, doesn't it, Tim? Well, it was about 12 years ago, so. Okay. Or the events thereof, I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. So you will recall, hopefully if you've listened to this episode, our pilot episode where Tim and I discussed the reasons we wanted to jump into the podcast and the title being the B-grade war machine you may remember it centered around us constructing a war machine a trebuchet yes and and only getting a B it was for science project and we only received a B after all of our hard work and money we invested Yes, yes, and it was, yeah, and you will recall it was uh, me, Tim, and Chris, our old pal Chris. Old violent Chris. (laughs) Violence-loving Chris. Oh, man. So speaking of Chris, just very quickly, I know you got some questions about the way you portrayed him as being violent. Is that correct? Well, so yes, I, well, I guess kind of, I mean, I, I tried to paint the picture in when we recorded that episode that yes, Chris loved violence, but it wasn't like he was a bully. I don't, I don't, I don't reflect back and think Chris was a bully. He just, you know, he was just an aggressive guy, just maybe a bit too much testosterone. <laughs> you know, I don't know, <laughs> but uh, I, I personally loved Chris and never felt like ill will towards him. Mm-hmm. Well, there was one, there was one incident, which we'll, we'll actually get to a little bit later today. But I mean, for the most part, I didn't, uh, I didn't really think he was a bully. And I feel like I, I'm made an effort to portray that like Chris and I were close friends, but yes, I had multiple people reach out to me, um, 
after the airing of that first episode, concerned with your feelings towards Chris, um, specifically that most most people had, I guess, kind of gotten the vibe that you weren't as fond of Chris as me because of his violence, I guess. Mm-hmm. So let's address that, Caleb. Did you yeah. actually hate Chris? <laughs> so let's let's roll it back. That like he didn't think it was funny, or mm-hmm. you know, and I and it, I had to come to the realization that 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 it's not normal. But that was just kind of what we did because I say Chris was the root of it, but it wasn't just him. I mean, we were all kind of like that, if you recall. Yeah, it was like a spark that just kind of like I wasn't really into it at all. Um, I think, as you say, I kind of got wailed on by Chris quite a bit, and he was also very fond of slapping. Um, so I got slapped and also thrown into a drink machine. Um, I will say that getting thrown into the drink machine was part of some video movie that we were making. Um, All these projects that... I know, and we probably didn't make above an 80 on any of them. But uh, <laughs> So yeah, I, but, you know, moving on to like senior year and things, I think by then everyone was more or less resolved to the fact that this is how we, as you say, like this is how we show love and affection throughout our year, really. Yeah, so yeah, that came up from several people, um, spe- specifically that don't know me, and we're asking you about that. Um, just a disclaimer: No, I don't hate Chris at all. Um, he was a relatively good friend. Um, uh, we weren't as close as you guys because you guys had known each other for longer, obviously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Played basketball and things in the past. But no, I didn't didn't hate Chris at all. I was objectively stating that he was fond of slapping. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's true. He was fond of doing it. Um and then the whole throwing me into the drink machine was part of a skit. Um did he use slightly more force than was perhaps needed? Maybe. But I, you know, I just associated that with his bulging muscles. You know, he can't control himself sometimes. <laughs> but uh, anyways, um, you, you may, and I should have been more direct in this, I guess. Um, but also the fact that I talk about how pranking people is one, one of the ways I show love and, you know, just messing with people. And I turn around and say that, I, I pranked Chris by creating the fake MySpace and kind of mm-hmm. doing that whole thing. Um, so, no, short answer is no. No, I never hated Chris or had any ill will towards him. Okay. That's good. I especially think that's interesting for you to clear up just in case Chris, you know, listens to this and gets that vibe. I don't, I don't know if he will. Uh, I don't know if he'll listen. I don't know if he'd feel that way, but, you know, I just want, you know it's a good chance for us to clear the air so he doesn't come after you and throw you into another vending machine <laughs> over there. Uh, well, hey, that's a good segue into another question that I think we got from a few people um, in regards to the MySpace prank. Uh, what did you do? What did you, what did you end up doing with the MySpace? Did you, do you remember if you ever deactivated it? I mean, obviously, at some point you came clean. Did you hand off the reins to Chris himself or... Good question. It's a bit foggy. Um, I want to say, so when I eventually did come clean, I think I offered it 
to Chris is like a, you know, please forgive me. I'll hand over the, <laughs> the login details and never look back. Um, I, but he, I don't think he was big on social media, um, if at all. Hence the creating of MySpace. Mm-hmm. And these were either at the beginning of the Facebook days or just before. But anyways, um, I, I never did much with it. I didn't try to, you know, catfish other people and make them think that I was in fact Chris. I might might have posted a few like just different oh, I'm feeling I'm feeling cheerful today. I got to, you know, go pet a llama at a petting zoo. Just things that people would ask Chris about, you know, like, oh, I saw you went to a petting zoo. And <laughs> he'd <laughs> be like, nope. Right. So maybe things of that nature, but nothing really be, <laughs> beyond that. I wonder if it's still floating out there in the world of MySpace. We should uh, we should try to track it down. Maybe if we can find it, we'll post pictures of that MySpace if it still exists. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Um, I've tried to find a few former MySpace things, and a lot of it has been, uh, it's just kind of a weird, almost like the dark web or something. That's what I imagine. Oh, goodness. Trying to go on to MySpace now and find anything. Yeah. Well, interesting. Uh, all right, I've got one more question for you. And it, by the way, this is not typically going to be me asking you questions, but it just seems that a lot of these first few questions mm-hmm. are more directed at you. I guess you're more of an interesting character. It's fine. I'm not bitter. Um, this question was submitted to us by Jacob. Uh, he asks, because in, in the episode we talk about when when Chris and I were getting, when we were uh, heading to my house to begin preparations for the the trebuchet, you kind of bailed on us because your contact ripped. And then you said that that was one of the, many reasons that you don't like uh, wearing contacts. You actually specific said there was a myriad of reasons why you don't like wearing contacts. Mm. Jacob asks, why does Caleb hate wearing contacts? What are all the reasons? Oh, okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I guess there's really only a couple. Um, so I, I've yeah, over, not, over uh, not a myriad. I know, I know I've used the word incorrectly. My apologies. But yeah, I guess the main ones are, well, there's three. Um, so one is I feel like they're just not as com. They got to a point I just never felt comfortable. I felt like they just made my eyes like watery um, because they were making them dry. I was like, you know, and then so just not comfortable to wear all day. And then another one was I had this. It's happened a few times actually where I've fallen asleep with my contacts in my eye. Have you ever done that? Yeah. So, yeah. So actually, it's funny because when I kind of got turned on to contacts, I never turned back, especially in high school. And I actually I hated putting my contacts in. Um, and so I actually would sleep in my contacts for weeks at a time, <laughs> which somehow never really. I mean, I know that could could have been bad, you know, mm-hmm. but it never it never caused me any issues. Oh, okay. Okay. One of the lucky few then well i've only i'd only done it a couple times one was after like in uh, anyways one one evening i did it had to get up and go to work the next day and woke up and the contact was like behind my eye 
um, basically, or, you know, as close, because there's like fornices that prevent things from, or help to prevent things. Anyways, getting off track, it was lodged in my eye to where I couldn't reach it. And very uncomfortable, was really worried about it. And it took, I think, two days Yikes. for it to work its way out. Um, so that kind of scarred me. And then also, it's just over time, if you wear contacts too much, you can get what's called corneoneovascularization. Say that three say times that. fast. Oh, I was going to say the same oh, thing. Jeez. How are you mold wine now? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so you can get that. It's like all these new blood vessels forming to get more oxygen, blah, blah, blah. It cannot be good for your eyes over time. So I hope I didn't just bore the audience with yeah, my... thanks a lot, uh, <laughs> Jacob, for sending us down that rabbit hole. Yeah, it's a good question, though. Um, yeah. Cool. Is that... I think that's everything for episode one. Yeah. So thank everyone for those questions. Um, let's move on. Episode two, it was called 86 Cutlass with the Dutch Flag. You'll remember it. <laughs> so that episode centered around... Uh, the primary story of that uh, episode was was you and I being in Miss Arnold's history class together, and your just um, persistence on the Dunkin' Donuts and the eighty six Cutlass joke. Um, and then we, I, I think, talked about our, our some of our sports experiences as well, but primarily just your yes, your strange pranks and jokes. <laughs> Yes, yes, thank you, yes. Um, so, fun little episode, as you said, um, an amalgamation of all these different things. Um, but we kind of introduced our pets in this episode, and there were, or maybe we introduced them in the first episode, I don't remember. Anyways, had some questions about our pets. Um, so, this one comes from my lovely wife, Morgan. She wants to know, Tim... Why did you name, or you and your wife name, Hank, Hank? Mm. Where does his name come from? That's a good question. I don't really have a solid answer for that. We liked Breaking Bad a lot. Mm. So I think that's where the name, like how it essentially entered into our like pot of names, as it were. Mm-hmm. Um. And then, so I think there was a few names that we kind of cycled through. I honestly couldn't remember many of them. He, when we adopted him, his name was Kirby, which oh, definitely didn't fit him at the time. Like the Super Smash Brothers. Yeah. Okay. Um, but well, yeah, we. So there was a couple of weeks actually where we didn't really know what to call him. We, I, I think, we called him Kirby just because we didn't have another name settled. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, I, I I hate to say if anybody has any questions, I don't remember the other names, but eventually we landed on on Hank. Just it just kind of fit, you know. Oh, okay. And I'm not overly fond of the character in Breaking Bad named Hank, but I think that is where it. It's not like we were like big fans of Hank. Oh, okay, okay. Although he is a good character at the end, especially at his time towards the end of the show, I like him a little bit more than in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. He's he's a little questionable at different points, but mm-hmm. I mean. That's, you know, <laughs> a lot of questionable things going on in that show. Um, well, in the same vein, we had a question submitted by Eli- Eli- Elijah. Okay. 
Uh, he asks, uh, why is Caleb's cat named Chutney? So, oh, yeah, good question. Um, yeah, we get this a lot. Um, so Chutney like the sauce. So we, so when we adopted Chutney um, from, I guess, the UK equivalent of um, of Craigslist, there we go, um, called Gumtree, uh, the black market we call it. Anyways, his name was Pan. Um, Pete, like Peter Pan. Yeah, I think, I don't think when I asked the guy, he, I don't think it was actually from Peter Pan. Anyways, name was Pan, but he is, of course, orange that you'll see from our podcast cover photo. And we developed a love of curry, like Indian curry dishes. And oftentimes you have these little like poppadums that you dip in mango chutney. Mm-hmm. The mango chutney is obviously orange. Orange, okay. okay. Yeah, and it just sounded like it would make for a cute cat name. And so he is yeah. Chutney, Chut, um, Buttony, Mr. Chuttersworth. Chut Dog. Chut Dog, yes. Mr. Buttersworth, I like that. No, no Mr. Chutters. Chuttersworth, okay. <laughs> that's when he's that's good. when he's a good cat, but when he's a bad cat, he's buttony. Buttony. Okay, I think I combined the two. Okay. okay. Either way. Maybe there's a butt <laughs> joke in there somewhere. Uh, that's funny. Um, okay. So another thing is in this episode, um, you hadn't previously disclosed sort of your occupation and what you're doing nowadays to catch everyone else up. So you talked about this in the episode saying what you did for your job. And I think someone had a question. Sarah asks, did you ever think it would make your boss sad when you said you didn't love your job? Yes, and Sarah is my boss, Um, just to (laughs) clarify. (laughs) Um, So let's just roll it back real quick. So how has your week been, Tim? What have you been up to? uh, It's been good. I've been working. just that's pretty much it really um which i I meant to mention this last episode because as we were closing out we kind of explained where we were in life now and you had mentioned you know your personal life as well as that you're in school um in doctor school (laughs) but i didn't really mention where i was career-wise and i had said that I followed a bit more of a typical path. So I'm just working a, I mean, there's really not much to say about it. Just work a typical corporate job that I don't love, you know, working 50 plus hours a week. So that's what all, what all I did this week. Okay. So So a lot of uh, shift work. Seven to three. Yeah. I feel like you're setting yourself up here. Three. (laughs) For something. Three to 11. 11 to 7. I apologize, Sarah, if I if I made you sad. Let me clarify. Um, first of all, I, I love the people I work with and work for. Um, so hopefully that doesn't reflect on you. What I meant to say was I never grew up wanting to rent cars. Um, so it's not like a passion of mine. That's all I mean. I do enjoy my job. It's hard at times, but there are certainly 
many positives. Um, so don't be sad, Sarah, or as we affectionately call her boss dog. Don't be sad. And when you say there can be negatives, um, or perhaps there can be some casualties, are you referring to your, your finger? How is your finger? Well, yes, my finger is good. Yes. I, this was a few months ago now, but yes, I mean, for those of you who are not fully caught up maybe, but I, so I rent cars, right? So that's my, that's my career. I work at a rental car agency. Part of that job is walking around vehicles, inspecting them when they both are rented out. And also when they return I was walking around a car with a customer. I believe this customer was returning and I had lifted the, uh, the trunk, the tailgate, whatever you want to call it. Lift gate, I think is what it's officially called to, you know, make sure there was nothing left in the trunk, make sure we still had the spare tire, yada, yada, yada. No bodies. And- yes. I, you know, I make that joke sometimes with customers and one day it's just, I feel like it's going to backfire on me. Um, but I, I go to close the, the deck lid and somehow I'm like, I'm closing it as, as I'm like walking around the vehicle and like one finger somehow slips out from on top, like just very quickly in between the, the deck lid and the rest of the vehicle as I'm closing it. So I end up closing the trunk on my finger. Um, and then immediately, I mean, just snap reaction. I just pull my finger out, which probably made things worse. Mm-hmm. And I'm with this customer, so I, I just want to scream bloody murder and, and <laughs> you know, curse the heavens. <laughs> and I just have to, like, literally bite my tongue. And I'm just like, let's move this along. And then I walk, and this lady, of course, she needed to ride back to, like, the body shop. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I can't do that at this point. So I, like, walk into the break room where um, Elijah, who had submitted an earlier question, he'll remember this. Um, I walked into the break room and I said, I like literally fell to the ground and I was like, Oh, I think I broke my finger. <laughs> Can you give this lady a ride back? And he just like looked at me like so strangely. Um, and then my fingernail turned black and for oh. like two months it was just like numb, but eventually the fingernail fell off. So now I've got a, a nailless finger, but it feels much better. So that's all that matters. Oh my goodness. Do you ever get any like weird looks or like, not so much now I did when the nail was black. Um, it's not as noticeable now. But I had many questions. Did people customers. think it was like a fashion statement? Like you know, no, it didn't. It didn't look like it was painted. It just looked disturbed. Disturbed. Turn on, turn on, turn. <laughs> but okay. I actually, for a long time, I, I it didn't. It really didn't hurt after about two weeks. It was just numb. But I would put a bandaid on it a lot just to avoid grossing people out. You know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, okay, okay, yeah, right. Anyway, thank you for sharing. I believe that's all the questions or comments we had from episode two. All right, all right. Um, so episode three, give us a quick rundown on that one. This one, controversial title: Ike Skidmark and Pea Soup. Now, this about it. I, I, it's not really. I just wanted to make it seem very edgy. Um, it, it's kind of an immature title, but it, I think it, yeah, you, you can't throw that out there and then not like address the controversy. <laughs> no, it's just uh, it, we. I think at this point in the podcast, we kind of started to take a more of a goofy um, take on a lot of things. 
Mm-hmm. So at least in my mind. Um, well, I think you and I, was it this episode? I mean, maybe when you say controversy, it actually, like you and I, I think disagreed on like how we were going to title this episode for a little while. Oh, I think so. Yeah, maybe. So maybe maybe there was some controversy there, but we settled on Ike Skidmore. I, I always want to say Ike Skidmore because I was if, if, like technically your character's name. Yeah. In the play. Anyways, I'm sorry. I'm going on a tangent. I'm rambling. Imagine. Um, yeah, so Ike Skidmore and Peace Soup. This was a play on words and a play on a few different things. Um, it was a play. Uh, no, not really a play, a musical. Um, are they the same thing? Same thing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Great. Works out even better. So you will recall that Tim and I were in the musical Oklahoma. Um, so we Oklahoma, where the wind comes sweeping down the plain. Oklahoma. Yes. So we told all of our tales. Um, you'll recall that we introduced some other characters, like Jimmy, being on the stage with myself and. Um, young Timothy being in the background with his bale of hay. Yes. Yes. Um, and I also... Ironically, I'm allergic to hay, but... Are you? No. Oh, right. Okay. Um, <laughs> and I also told the story of that math joke in class, um, which, come to find out later in life, plays a... Did you say the math joke or just the joke in math class? The joke in math class, the okay. math. I was gonna say it's not a math joke. Do you know any math jokes? Mm. I know a math joke. What? Why is six afraid of seven? You know this one. You know this one. Eight eleven. Okay, well I was gonna say seven eight nine, but that's fine. <laughs> oh no, you're right. It is. Yeah, seven eight nine. Um, yeah, wow, I just skipped over. That one's it's it's not even early for me, and I've had breakfast. It sh- you should be you making brekkie, and you, you threw out your omelet. <laughs> You're so full. Had my fairy cakes. Um, yes, yeah, so the joke in math class, but was about beef and pea soup. Yeah. Roast beef and pea soup. Roast beef, yeah. Um, and you'll recall to my dismay, it was slipped and not edited out that this was, in fact, from iCarly. Nevertheless, um, <laughs> my now wife enjoyed it then, enjoys it now. And so that's it. But anyways, um, were there any questions or comments from this episode? Today? The only question I got, which I don't I don't know if it's from this episode or the next. It may have been the next, actually, but... Um, it's a kind of a it's a kind of a more general question, but in some episode we talk about your affinity for English culture and the UK and such. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll just go ahead and slap it on here. I got a few questions personally asked for me. Um, is Caleb's accent real? Which I think is such a great question because it is a question that I feel like has been asked the whole time that I've known you. Which I feel like maybe we even addressed it somewhat in uh, one episode, but anyways, we'll just clear that up right now. Do you mean my accent right now? Well, I just, I mean, I'll, ever since I've known you, you've, you've loved the, the, like the British culture, right? And it's always kind of seemed that you have a British accent. 
That's always been a question. And I would say, like, I, I don't think I ever thought you did, but I will say, I'm assuming because you live there now and you've been there for so long that there are certainly moments and certain words and phrases that you say that definitely sound like there is some sort of British twang to it, if that makes any mm-hmm, sense. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like overall you have like a an accent, but there are certain things that you say that do. So, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, that's an interesting one. Um, so yes, I think we we talked about again pranking ways um, when I first came to Yaks um, that I really went all in at first. And then it kind of got away from me and it took a few months for me to <laughs> just like gradually stepwise uh, stop that. And then so no one would be the wiser. Anyways, um, it's funny that people still remember that because I I was at um, my wife and her family. They were having like a pool function a few years ago and one of her younger cousins brought a friend and they even, I don't think that they were at the school when all that happened, but she was asking me about it. Like, oh, are you the one that oh, did wow. such and so such? And it's, a, it's kind of a reputation that precedes you. I guess so, yeah. Um, anyways, uh, it's slightly embarrassing now, but I guess nowadays, some people, some people know, it's, it is interesting, some people notice right off the bat um, that I don't sound like I'm from here, and then some people, it takes them a moment, or they say they can't quite place it, um, I think so. They're like, they're like, what corner of the UK are you from, or something more than like, are you from here? Kind of. And then you get some people. It's like, oh, I thought it was South Africa or mm. Scandinavia or Canada, and I'm just like, what? From Atlanta. <laughs> um, that might have been when I was working at the sausage stall. It's another story for another day. Anyways, um, we're getting there. We're getting there. We're coming up, but. Yeah, I think certain things, and there's like the chameleon effect as well, that you, when you're around someone that sounds very different, you acclimate to a certain extent right. with some things. Um, and then also just certain words that I only hear here, like in context of medicine, for example, like trachea. They say trachea here. Trachea. Trachea. So just stuff like that. Um, yeah. And I'll notice, or I noticed one thing you said even this morning, you referred to what I call Birmingham. You said Birmingham or something like that. Oh. So I've noticed that you do that a lot too, which I, again, I assume is just, that's how people refer to it over there. That's, yeah. Say, say it real quick. Birmingham. Yeah. See, that's very different than Birmingham. That's oh, okay. the American. And that's probably a lot. That's very Southern. I'm sure sounding too. Birmingham. Birmingham. Because, <laughs> you know, we've got, we've got uh, Birmingham, oh. uh, Alabama. <laughs> but nobody calls it Birmingham. Yeah. Like yeah. Oh, I feel yeah. like I need a, a pipe in my hand and my pinky up Birmingham. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. You know, that is accent. interesting. Um, yeah. Because I, like, I do, because we, we live close to Birmingham, but I don't recall ever saying that when I lived in Georgia. So mm. yeah, I guess one of those things. Yes. Interesting. So I guess in short, your accent is is mostly real. <laughs> mostly. Even just if not by like just uh like you said, the chameleon effect or, or what have you. So 
Yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, so I don't. Apart from the that pranking phase in high school, I I don't try to unless I'm being funny. I don't try to alter my accent in any way. Well, thank you. Yes, yes. Well, let's move into episode four, which this gets confusing. It's episode four. It's titled Lesson Nine, The Rule of Three. So <laughs> a lot of numbers there. Why? Yeah. Um, so in that episode, we talked about the formation of our band, Lesson Nine, with, you'll recall, Jimmy, Adam, Cole, and Dom. And then moving out of that with, speaking of Cole, there was the Rule of Three and the Love Triangle and also um, the Three Morgans. At, yes you know, we're in your life and then, you know, you've finally settled on the right one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but anyways, so yes, we talked about the formation of the band specifically. That's where these next couple of questions come from. Yeah. So one question we did have was what were some of the other band names on the list that were vetoed? And sadly, I don't think I can really speak to this because I believe I came into the band after Lesson 9 was established. So it's really, really? Up, to, up to, yeah, I think so. I um, didn't know that. I don't think we discussed that really right. in depth. Yeah, But so maybe it's true. I don't know. Yeah. So because I feel like maybe it is. Maybe that is true. But I, because well, we started band practice before the school year, before senior year. Is that not right? Oh. Um, Maybe, maybe it is wrong. I don't know. That's okay. I'll take your word for it. Um, well, I mean, it's probably good that you don't, ha you don't have to sit on the fact that you created Lesson 9 because it's a terrible band name. So, um, You know, sadly, I don't really remember either. I, I remember we had a lot of names. We probably had like two or three sheets of paper, like every line filled out with a band name. The mm -hmm. only other name I do remember, and I believe this was a submission by Cole himself, um, it was yellow means for it. Oh, that is right. Because you told me that one time and I said, oh, yellow means Florence. That sounds kind of <laughs> hippie, edgy. I like it. Yeah, I, li I like that better than yellow means for it. But that one, um, that may have been like kind of like the final two. That was a lesson. I, and I hate to say it. I don't remember any of the other. Oh, you know, now that I think about it, wasn't one of them something about wishes don't make heroes? Was that a no potential that was, song name or something? That was yeah. That was either a song name or going to be the name of an album, and that was something that I had fathomed up <laughs> on my own. I think In the inner machinations. Yes. Okay. I got lost on the train tracks. Um. So yeah, I don't know. That I, that was a really good question. Um. And I I wish I had a better answer, but that only other one I can remember is "Yellow Means Florid," which also sounds like it would have made a better like album name or song name versus band name, you know? Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, at least we've got one to give the listeners some kind of context. So. so some other fun things from this episode that weren't actually featured in the episode. Um, so you will see from the artwork created by Indra that just looks fantastic. There are a few songs listed on the EP, such as Is Love a Lie and Breaking Down, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which we've kind of referenced, um, but never really, we didn't realize that we had access to 
some very, very rough recordings from one of our yes. initial band practices. Correct. And yeah, so thank you, Adam, uh, once again. So he uh, had supplied us with the Yesterday Away music for our bonus episode. But as uh, a wonderful response to Elijah, who had also not only submitted many wonderful questions, but also uh, a request to hear some Lesson 9 originals, um, we were actually able to access this from Adam as well. So thank you, Adam, for just working with us and getting us all this music. So we're going to give you guys, if we had this music ahead of time, we would have played it on the bonus episode. Uh, but as, as Caleb mentioned, it's not great quality. So just bear with us, but it's still a lot of fun. And we will play just uh, some snippets of these. We will not um, make you suffer through the entire song. <laughs> Disclaimer there. Let's start with breaking down. And again, just as you're going to hear a voice that is not one of ours. It is that was Dom, as if you'll recall in in uh, Lesson Nine. Dom was one of the one of the three vocalists. <laughs> so, uh, and this song was a pretty Dom heavy song. So, just if you if you hear that voice that you don't recognize, it's Dom. So, shout out to Dom. My gosh. I forgot about this little. Yeah. Is that you? Maybe. Ooh, the chime. Yes, again. True love comes from the heart. I never thought of us breaking apart. My heart was open. The chord progression. Yeah. Our spirits crumbling out of control. I'm breaking Sounds better than I. Without you, my life is over. You were my good luck charm and my four leaf clothes. <laughs> Our story was never complete. Your love you myself swept me off my feet. Because I just feel like everything else you ever written is so much better. Like, and we just shot me if this I'm, was you. I'm gonna say no, but I don't know for no. sure. Just own that, yeah. I feel like Dom wrote this, to be honest, anyways. Yeah. Nice, and then holding the mic is just 
you know, I wish we were able to play this before playing the uh, yesterday uh, yesterday away music to show mm-hmm. our listeners how much the progression. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Beautiful. All right, this next one uh, is actually a cover for one of the bands that inspired us: uh, Red Jumpsuit Apparatus, Face Down. Mm. You may know the song if you like that kind of music. This is so bad. So bad. Mm-hmm. We gotta stop this. That's not hard enough of that. Woo! The sad thing is, it continue. We didn't stop. We <laughs> continues on for another three minutes. Ooh. Oh, that's that's painful. Hmm. A re- replay, our other cover, uh, was much more successful. Yes, yes, yes. Never recorded that one, though. All right, this one is it's called, it's called Love a Lie, which, but it, it should be titled, I don't know why we named it that, Is Love a Lie. Yes. I'm um, strange. Another Dom-heavy song. Yeah, we definitely played this as yesterday. Was. that part when we yeah yeah I did the chorus I will say I do like that little break
Ooh, that was fun. Yikes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's actually, I think that that is probably one of the more catchy ones from the early Lesson 9. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was, yeah, it made it all the way to yesterday away. So we never officially recorded it, but we did play that at a couple of our shows. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good times. But we have saved just, uh, just a disclaimer. I've listened to these. Uh, Timothy has not. And we've saved perhaps the greatest. For yes. The last. Yes. So, as just a preface, this is our. You, if you have listened to our bonus episode, you will remember this song. It's running, arguably our most. I want to say well-known songs, but you know, nobody knows this. But anyways, this rendition, however, is different, and you'll just have to bear with us. It starts out sounding the same. I mean, poor quality because again, this was we stuck a mic in the middle of all of us and just started recording that way. But the bridge. Which was which, by the end of it, was filled with a beautiful solo done by Caleb. Oh, you're so good. Uh, but in this initial rendition of the song, we have a rap, a wrapped out verse from Dom. So that's the that's the part I'm excited about. It's, like I said, yeah. I've not listened to this yet. So <sighs> here we go. Thank you. 
painful. Mm. <laughs> it's the only word I can use to describe that. Oh, just think. What if things had not changed him? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think we would ever played anywhere, to be honest. Would have, oh, man. Who knows, though? It could have been a exciting thing. Like Dom kind of going around the audience, the stage, and getting people. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Would have come in handy at uh, Swayze's in particular. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yes. Wow, sir. Well, that was fun. I'm glad. Yes, thank you again, Adam, for giving us access to those songs. Um, hope the listeners and especially Elijah enjoyed them as well. Mm-hmm. Thanks for the request, Elijah. We wouldn't have gotten those without you. So, Without, without you caring. <clears throat> Sharing is caring. So moving on to episode five. Why was there caution tape in your trunk, Jimmy? Yes, and this episode has been a fan favorite so far. Thank you guys for your support. I guess a lot of you liked Jimmy. Um, I don't guess we really have too many questions directed at Jimmy, which is great because he's not here to answer them. (laughs) Um, He's here in spirit, but spirit (laughs) can't or hopefully won't because that would be scary. Speak through. Um, but yes, so one question we had submitted from your wife again, Morgan. Um, this is a good question. I really like this. What music? Well, let's just, it's a two-parter. So let's we'll just we'll start with the first, and then we'll answer that, and then we'll ask the second, and we won't answer the second part. We'll just keep moving. I'm just kidding. All right, part one. <laughs> uh, what music were you into at the time of the band forming? So I guess that's directed at both of us. Yes. I would say, I, this is my personal opinion. I feel like you and I had very similar, I, like I think versus now, I think we've kind of gone in separate ways musically, but mm-hmm. back then I think we listened to a lot of the same stuff, which if I remember correctly, you introduced me to a lot of it, such as Mayday Parade. We reference them a lot as kind of being an inspiration, but I, I think you kind of got me into them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember Red Jumpsuit Apparatus being a band that we liked a lot, yeah. which talk about one hit wonders. Am I right? I them. As per the, uh, the lesson nine playback. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. So, uh, those were your like main that I can of, think of. Yeah. You were also pretty big into the fray. If I remember, correctly. I did like the fray a lot. Yes. Yeah. Which, you know, I remember you teaching me how to play. I found you by the fray on the piano. Oh, yes. Which is still one of the few songs that I still remember how to play on the piano. So, stuck with That's me. okay. I haven't been able to, because I don't have a keyboard piano here, so hmm. probably lost every ounce of ability. Um, yeah, in terms of music I was into, so again, very similar to yourself. I was, you know, we've talked about that hopeless romantic kind of stuff that right. sparked right. a lot of the lesson nine yesterday away a lot of like mayday parade um a bit of the fray um i was also and always have been and still am today big into reliant k if you're mm-hmm. familiar with them kind of a christian rocky um so they kind of like from there is like where i branched out of 
musically in my mind anyways. Okay. Um, so that kind of stuff. Yeah. Red jumpsuit. And then it's hard thinking back to that stage because that was the, the time before Spotify really or are even, I mean, iTunes, I guess existed, but I don't think I had an iPhone or anything like that. So it wasn't like easily accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just trying to think of like what CDs did I have? Cause that was really the era, the era oh, of CDs, you yeah. know, but that is interesting. It's, I didn't even have a radio or a CD player or speakers oh, in the truck. Yeah. So <laughs> goodness, just kind of had to yeah. sing, sing tunes to yourself. Like, uh, Oh, Danny boy. <laughs> you sang that a lot in the truck. Jolene. Jolene. <laughs> oh man. That's funny. Uh, part two of the question. What music are we into now? Excellent. And so you said that, we diverged. Two paths diverged in the wood. And yes, the I would. I would say. I mean, because we've talked about our music preferences, um, and I've kind of gone on a strange journey of music, I guess, because I feel like leaving high school, which was like kind of like that grungy, like uh, like punk rock type stuff, into singer songwriter kind of folky stuff, right? Like I like Need to Breathe a lot when they first came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben Rector was one of my go-tos if you guys know who he is um and then i kind of moved into like the lumineers um and you know more recently i've listened to um rustin kelly um rust and kelly no no just rustin just rustin Rustin. kelly he's one one of my favorite artists um and i like yes he's good um and then I like uh, a band called Vagabond. So not Vagabond. So it doesn't have a D. It's just Vagabond. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't know. I, it's, I'm kind of all over the place. Um, I think where we, some overlay is Nova Amor. Uh, or um, they're also very similar to Bonnie Vare. So I think that there may be some overlay there. Yes, yes. Just kind of, I don't even know how to describe that music. I don't know what genre it really falls into, but. Yeah, I think it, um, yeah, that's a good question. I struggled trying to put some, I mean, some music is clearly like pop or rock mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, some I just really struggle. It's like, is it indie? Is it, you know? Um, oh, cool. Thanks for sharing. Um, yeah, so there's obviously some overlay. So I think one of my probably top three, um, definitely Novo Amor, Bon Iver, um, you haven't listened to either of them please go check them out um and then i still i still enjoy you know if nothing else for nostalgia but certainly i still rock out to mayday parade and other bands like go radio all time low right. um but then i guess what i listen to m- most of the time is stuff like bonavera novo amor um and then some other singer songwriter type artists um, very big into, particularly in the uni days, which we're coming up to, very big into early Ed Sheeran. Mm-hmm. Um, got myself a loop pedal and tried to be a little miniature version of Ed Sheeran <laughs> for a while there. <laughs> um, but just love his his vibes uh, on his first mm-hmm. two albums, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So yeah, that's that's kind of you like the nineteen seventy five as oh, well, right? Yes, yes, yes. How do you forget? How, how could I forget? Um. Yes. I, and I guess when I say that, I feel like we're different because I feel like the 1975 has a very different vibe from a lot of the other bands that I mentioned. I, I, so I kind of, when I say we're different, I picture them versus, I don't know, somebody like Ben Rector or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I, I also have a little, um, I almost said dirty little pleasure. <laughs> Just edit that out. Um, I enjoy like, music with a French in it. So like Christine and the Queens or like even old school, like 1960s, like oh, you're so fancy. Oh, I, yes. Old, old, older music is good too. Yeah. You, you are a big fan of, of jazz. It's quite relaxing to you. Yes. Yes. But I, yeah, I, I do love jazz, especially I'm trying to get into reading just in general. <laughs> I've never been much of a reader. So I've, I've got myself a nice book right now that I'm reading through. Um, and like the optimal setting is jazz music just kind of softly playing in the background. I don't really have like a specific artist or anything like that. I listen to just soft jazz. Oh, okay. okay. It just makes me feel very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess fancy, you know, oh, fancy, you know, you know, just like sophisticated. That's it. I just feel so sophisticated, you know, Mm. you got a a stogie on the side that you don't have to light it. You just, you know. Pop it in. Yeah. Got my got my cardigan on, some coffee. Oh yeah. If I drink I'd have wine, but you know, I don't drink, so Okay. Okay. I mean you can get the just grape juice. Sparkling. Like grape a, juice, yeah. Jimmy. Jimmy used to have grape juice at Van Brattis. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he did. He would bring grape juice all the time. Oh uh, weird. <laughs> This is classic Jimmy. Yeah. I mean, and and we're talking about real grape juice. He wasn't bringing wine to Van Practice as a <laughs> to clarify. Yeah. It was it was actually grape juice. What's that grape um, juice? <laughs> Anyways, moving out of that episode, which we'll come back to some Yesterday Away stuff here in a little while. So don't forget, Lesson 9 was separate from Yesterday Away. But before we jump into that, we're going to go into uh, episode 6, Oh, The Places, um, which was just kind of recapping, was just, you know, filling in some smaller stories from our high school days. Um, so we had a few questions submitted there. Um, let's see the first question. So I guess on the our uh, cover art, which again was done by the lovely Indra. Um, yes, she depicted the band on top of the church because you'll recall there was a incident where the four of us had climbed on top of the church that we would practice at, and we rang the bell and got the police called on us, the local <laughs> police. Um, so anyways, uh, Indra depicted us on top wearing our, uh, signature, you know, neckties, colored ties, um, and black shirts and stuff like that, which that we never ever on that, uh, on the roof wearing those, but you know, just as a symbolism thing. Yes. Um, and in that picture we had requested that Adam was falling off the church. (laughs) And so Morgan had asked, uh, why is Adam falling off the church? It was just to be funny. I don't, we... We talked about, I guess, initially doing a photo or, or having that picture with us just all standing in a line together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I just thought it would be funny if we kind of uh, mixed it up a bit. Yeah. Some dynamics. So we had you ringing the bell, which I love that because, I mean, that is more accurate because you were the one who who got us in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> my, my apologies. 
No, it's okay. It's fun. You know, we wouldn't be doing this podcast if it wasn't for the shenanigans, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but Adam did not actually fall off. Not at least not when we were all together, maybe at some point, because, you know, it was his dad's church. So mm-hmm. it's very possible that at some point he did fall off. But um, he did not when we were around there, just trying to be silly. Wow. Oh, goodness. Well, that is a good question. Um, of course, um, there was no malice in that. We do not wish Adam to fall off the church, uh, the building, um, the proverbial wagon. In any capacity, it was just being silly and fun. Um, another comment, actually, we've gotten mostly questions, but this was just a comment or a correction rather. Um, but it was noted, I describe when I got stuck in London, you recall the Icelandic volcano, sat beside a very, um, curious looking gentleman, skin condition, turns out got chicken pox from that occurrence. And then... <laughs> <laughs> Um, Tim rightly said that I, of course, gave the chicken pox to Morgan, uh, my then girlfriend, now wife. Um, but she told me after she listened to this episode that I also gave them to none other than Jonah. Jonah, yes. So, Jonah, I'm very sorry for not giving, I mean, to be fair, we've given you several shout outs, good or bad. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I just wanted to apologize here and now. For giving you the chicken pox and yes. forgetting to mention it. And now this is has nothing to do with the chicken pox, but in reference to Jonah, um, you know, I mentioned earlier a lot of pluses, a lot of minuses for my job. But of course, you know that Jonah works with me. Um now we work at separate stores, so I don't see him a ton. And um, but that's a, that's a plus. I love working. Mm. You know, I just know he's just down the road. You know, I can call him on if I need him. Uh, and but I will say I'm I'm a little sad because you had challenged me to instigate that he be referred to as Jonah by all, because as you'll remember, his birth name was Noah. Um, and I only like, I will find myself like calling him Jonah. And when people say Noah, it kind of throws me off, mm-hmm. but I'm throwing everybody else off. Um, <laughs> but I've, I've made so many efforts to just get everyone to call him Jonah and it's just not working. So it's, it's that, so sad. That is sad. Um, I thought it was more because uh, I, I told you me calling the place of work to. Oh yes, can you please clarify because you got me into trouble. <laughs> so please, please tell the story and and own up to your tomfoolery. I don't know if I want to come clean now. It's okay. It's uh, okay. This is this is the you're point. you're you're so far away. I mean, what what can be done to you really? That is true. That is true. Who's gonna go through the rigmarole in today's climate, especially? travel this far um but yeah so i was working a temporary job which is regardless of the story effect except for i was by myself on this shift and it's like a office kind of hotline job anyways have access to phones where i can make international phone calls easily and it was 5 p.m close to 5 p.m my time close to lunch your time on the eastern seaboard and I called the place where Jonah was working because it was his birthday. And I was going to just play a little joke. I had a whole skit lined up from the office, uh, you know, where Michael Scott calls and he's like, is this Michael Jackson? <laughs> you know, that whole thing. Um, so I had this whole thing lined up to wish Jonah a happy birthday. And 
So I call the office and it is none other than the manager that answers first. And then I'm worried, I don't want to get Jonah in trouble, particularly on his birthday by wasting corporate time. Um, so I was, I was like, I knew it was his boss. So I just hung up and I'm like, okay, I'll give it 10 minutes. I'll try again. 10 minutes rolls around. I call, um, a girl answers the phone. I believe her name was Lauren. So she answers the phone and I say, um, I say, is Jonah there? And she says, um, and then like, Oh, oh, yes, yes. Hold on just one second. Almost like she knew what I was talking about. Mm -hmm. So 10, 15 seconds goes by. Robert answers the phone again. And I haven't heard Jonah's voice in a while. Yes. And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, Well, I'm committed at this point. So I say, is Jonah there? And he says, "Um, who? And I say, "Uh, Jonah. He says, well, we have someone by the name of Noah I'm like oh he and I'm, I'm panicking at this point because like I, I didn't think I would get to this stage <laughs> um but I'm like oh well I think he goes by that name sometimes and he said oh, okay well he's with a customer right now um did you want to leave a message can I ask who's calling and then I just panic and I say oh can you just or no he says did you want to wish Jonah a happy birthday and I said Oh, uh, is today his birthday? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, uh, yeah. And I said, okay. Um, okay. Well, uh, this is, yep. Yeah, this is just Mr. Wibby calling to wish Jonah a happy birthday. And he's like, almost like he's writing it down verbatim as I'm saying it. Like he's actually going to give this message to Jonah. <laughs> and he says, all right. Uh, Mr. Wibby is calling to wish Jonah a happy birthday anything else and I say uh nope that's it and he says <laughs> all right I say okay bye bye <laughs> and so to just to cl- just to add to that and we'll get to this later I guess and I didn't want to really do this right now but you know at some point it's going to come out just, so it's, it's just, time let's just do it let's just rip the band-aid off growing up so this, this all relates just bear with us here Growing up, um, I don't know why, I don't know how, but my nickname from my parents somehow was Wibby, and I'm not—I mean, I'm not proud of it. I don't—I don't love that name, but somehow you, Caleb, found that out. I don't really even know how that came about, and so it became this. It was Megan. Uh, God bless her soul. <laughs> oh, I don't know how she knows. I mean, it's not like I was going around telling you know, the girls I dated, like, uh-huh. oh, by the way, you can call me Wibby, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but anyways, so you got a hold of it, and I mean, it was like ammunition that you would use against me in college. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a there's a funny story, you know, considering that, but I guess at some point, well, when Jonah got hired, I think you had told me some like stories to kind of like mess with Jonah about, you know, just kind of, you know, let him know who's boss, I guess. But somehow he, I got maybe in the same light you shared with him, the Wibby thing, mm-hmm. or at least that's the impression I got. So that when you called to wish him a happy birthday, you, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I assume you did that because you knew he would know that was either me or you. 
or at least that he would think it was me, mm-hmm. right? Like yes. you, you gave the name Wibby because he would know. Yes, that, that is correct. That was me. So, um, yeah. So then, anyways, I, neither of us hear from neither Jonah or, nor Robert for like a week, and so I eventually call. Um, I called Robert, and it was just kind of I was I was needing something, but I was just kind of making small talk, and I was like, "How's everything? How was?" Jonah's birthday and he said oh it was great we had balloons and cake and a Mr. Webby called and it was very clear that he was insinuating that it was me and I was like oh <laughs> really okay well and that wasn't me it wasn't me Robert and he said mm, I don't know if I believe you <laughs> and I was like no I swear it was uh it was actually uh, uh it was actually Jonah's brother and uh Robert is allegedly a fan of our show and i was like no you were talking to uh the other half of the ramble and he felt so honored oh but um yeah i don't i you know to this day i don't really know i never heard from jonah i don't guess you did either no no, no. um so that's interesting yeah well you know if he didn't i'm assuming that jonah knows now um because wasn't he on the other line with robert um beside him during this time oh that's right he was yes because he did he ended up putting me on speakerphone and I wished him a belated birthday, a happy belated birthday. Anyways, that's uh, whew, a rabbit hole there. <laughs> Ooh, I enjoyed that though. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So this is again. This is episode six. Oh, the places. Part one. Oh, the places we've been, and part two. Oh, the places we're going. We'll go. We'll go. We will. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, and so it looks like there was. One more question. Um, okay. This one comes from um, a Mr. Jakob. Uh, what were each of y'all's most embarrassing moments in high school? Yeah, so I, I do have uh, a question. I mean, <laughs> an answer. Um, and this is going to kind of backtrack, take us back to Chris. And, you know, this was actually a story that I wanted to fit into the episode. I just didn't... Or, uh, Wanted to fit into the podcast, but I just didn't really see a place for it. So I'm glad that Mr. Jakob uh, had asked this question. Do, you, do we know where Mr. Jakob is asking from? Um, I, I thought it was some sort of Eastern European country, but okay. it's not showing up. Okay. Um, no, okay. Well, anyways, uh, yeah, so well, as I said, Chris was, you're involved in the story too, but uh, you know, we, we've, we've already established Chris and just like his love for violence and such well there was one day at lunch this is another long story so bear with me but uh we're at lunch and you're sitting across from me and chris is sitting let's say on my left i don't remember which side he's sitting on and then on your dom left. yeah maybe he was on my left and then dom you know from yesterday away um excuse me less than nine he did not make the cut <laughs> i just gotta make that uh, he was sitting clear. on the other side of chris okay mm-hmm. and just to set the stage uh for lunch i had I don't remember what my my whole meal was, but I remember I had grapes and I would always bring two bottles of water to lunch. I would drink one of them for lunch and then I would carry the second one with me throughout the rest of the day. Typically, I didn't this day. But anyways, um, I remember just kind of snacking on my grapes and you sitting across from me, you said, hey, can I have a grape? And, you know, I don't know why I thought it would be funny, but I just, you know, pulled a grape from the vine and I just kind of... <laughs> launched it at you like in a way that i knew you couldn't catch it and i think it was like bouncing off your your forehead or something uh-huh. um i knew it wouldn't hurt you but it was really 
immature of me and obnoxious. Well, it hurt me emotionally, Tim. Well, I, you know, I don't even know if I've apologized for this incident to you because um, it somehow did not. It ended up being a, well, we'll get there. A squabble against me and Chris, not you. Um, but yeah, so you just kind of looked at me, not angrily, but just kind of annoyed. And mm-hmm. then I think maybe you asked for another grape and I did the same thing. And, and then you were just like, all right, whatever. I don't want a grape. This is annoying. And then I did it one more time. And then Chris just said, stop. Like he was offended. Mm-hmm. And I, for some reason that annoyed me again. I know this is immature. This was high school. So looking back and just forgive me, but I, he, you know, he's, he's like getting in, involved in this, which is, should be between you and I, like I, I wouldn't have been annoyed if, if you had like kind of retaliated, but this, he was not concerned with the, with the grape incident. So, <laughs> so for some reason I thought, well, here's how I'm going to get back at Chris for just kind of inserting himself. I took another grape and I looked, I, I made eye contact with Chris and I continued to <laughs> pelt you with the grapes. Just berate me with these. <laughs> oh my goodness. And, and then I was like, okay, I'm done. You know, that was kind of my mindset. I was like, all right, that was, you know, that was all I needed to do. So then I go to take a sip of my water and as I'm sipping it and I'm left-handed, Chris is sitting on my left. You're right. He was on my left. Chris just slaps the water bottle. <laughs> and so like I spill all this water on me, you know, about probably half the bottle like ends up on, on me, like on my chest and on my lap. Uh-huh. Um, and so in just a m- moment of like response, I just take the bottle and I just, I put it over Chris's head and just squeeze the remaining contents like on Chris's head. And, you know, again, this is a guy that could, very easily, you know, pin me down and, uh-huh. you know, choke me out or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not thinking this was just retaliation. And I, I kind of almost immediately regretted it. Uh-huh. And it could have like escalated way quicker right then. But instead, like instead of him like hitting me or, you know, anything like that, he just takes my other water bottle, which is at this point not, has not even been opened. Mm-hmm. He just snaps the lid open and then he proceeds to do the same exact thing to me. He douses you. (laughs) Oh yeah. So this is a full bottle and he just squeezes it and all of its contents pour down on me. And at this point, I think he and I are both just like, it escalated really quickly Mm -hmm. and we're just both ready to buy. And I remember us both at the same time, pushing our chairs away from the table and just standing up and like, we face each other to like throw down. And I, in my mind, I'm like, I know I'm going to lose this fight, but I'm ready to fight right now. Mm -hmm. And then we like, just in a, like a lapse of judgment, we look at each other, and we're both soaking wet and we just start laughing. Um, and <laughs> like, if it wasn't for the laughter, I mean, it would have not, it would not have deescalated. And we just kind of ended up just being like, well, that was really stupid. And maybe I did apologize to you. I don't know if I didn't, this is my apology. To you, oh, but well. We just ended up laughing it off and, you know, going to the next yeah. block of classes. Just, yeah. I mean, yeah. So you and you and Chris were the best of friends. Um, I was, you know, Having to bandage myself, the bruises, yeah, and you never even got the grapes. Yeah, yeah I didn't. Yeah, maybe did you pick them off the ground? <laughs> like, Can you imagine all the feet that have trampled? It, also, just to um, give some context to anyone that wasn't there, that we for bad behavior previously, um, our class, our group got moved up from the back of the lunchroom to the front, right where the teacher sat. So the teachers were literally front row audience, all of this ensuing. Yes. 
um, your backs weren't even to like you guys were facing them basically, mm-hmm. and nothing happened. I don't think anyone said a word. They must not have been paying attention to us, but which is crazy because there was a lot of commotion involved. You know, maybe not the great pelting because we were just sitting at that point. So mm-hmm. I can see how I would have gotten away with that. But the water incident, and then especially us like standing up and like facing each other like in a showdown. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Note to sell. Clean the living room. Ooh. Do the things you don't want to do. Run the, uh, run the vacuum. Don't turn it on. Create those lines. <laughs> Shout out to you, Matt, if you're listening. Um, yeah, so my, one of my embarrassing, I was trying to think, um, my, I don't think my story will top your infamous um, don't go chasing waterfalls or making wine. I feel like, I mean, I feel like the hide and seek uh, Narnia story was pretty embarrassing. It, I mean, it, I guess it wasn't embarrassing at the time because nothing ever came of it. So true. Um, yeah, I guess, I guess one thing I was trying to think of a good one that we haven't really shared because we've shared a lot of embarrassing, probably the rubber band joke was one of the most <laughs> embarrassing, um, holes that I dug myself into, but Another funny thing, um, I went to a party with to Chris and his girlfriend at the time. I don't remember if you were there, um, but anyways, it was a our class kind of party, and there was a trampoline and a pool involved. I was jumping on the trampoline and just okay. Just to preface with, I think. It's convention that when you wear swimming trunks, you wear boxers underneath. Is is that the convention? Yeah, that that's my personal practice. Yes. Okay. Well, I was never told this growing up, um, so <laughs> it wasn't until after high school that I adopted such practices. But anyways, I had on my swimming trunks from being in the pool. I was jumping on the trampoline, and in doing some kind of front flip, some sort of aerial acrobatics and landing in such a way, um, my swimming trunks ripped um, in the nether in, in the nether regions. Um, <laughs> so, what, well, well, what are the nether regions? Uh, sorry, I'm so uh, posterior, so back. Yeah. Okay, I was going to say they're they're both kind of nether regions. That's but. okay. Fair enough. That's true. The caboose, um, if I recall correctly. Um, so I just remember, you know, I, cause at this point I'm still bouncing and flopping about as it were trying to <laughs> find out what's ripped, who am I around? Who's you're to, yeah. You're trying to regain stability and where the ray of light is, you know, piercing. So I'm like quickly trying to scurry and get inside and I'm soaking wet. Um, and I'm just, I think Chris was on the couch and I explained the situation to him and he was telling me where to find some spare. I don't. I to this day, I don't know whose it was. I don't know <laughs> if it was like her dad had some shorts, Jordan Stags. It was their house, or I don't know. But anyways, I I managed to escape. Um, and if anyone uh, was witness, shall we say I don't know. But um, <laughs> at the time, it was yes. embarrassing. I love it. Well, Chris, Chris is at the center of both of these stories. It seems. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Yours is far more embarrassing than mine, though, for sure. (laughs) Yeah, so, excellent times from Oh, The Places, part one and part two. We're on to our most recent edition, episode seven bonus. We could have opened for The Beatles. Such a great time putting that episode together and sharing the three songs we had recorded for our EP. Wishes don't make heroes. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um, yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, we have a few questions submitted about that one. Well, we have two questions. <laughs> uh, and then a statement. Um, a statement. This first question comes from Jane from Connecticut. Wow. Well, thank you, Jane, for reaching out to us and listening to us from all the way from Connecticut. All right, and she asks, what were our favorite Yesterday Away songs? Great question, Jane. Thank you. Um, that's, a, that's a great question. Yes, we played three songs. I think collectively between the two of us, we wrote somewhere between 10 to 14 songs together. Mm-hmm. And sadly, we only had those three recorded. So there was a few um, that we you know, obviously don't, weren't able to play out for our listeners. I'm trying to think of all the songs, all the titles. Yes, yes. So yeah, there were the three, Enough for You, Wasting Away, and Running. There was also some, um, I can mainly think of the ones I wrote. Um, right, you wrote I've Forgotten, uh, Broken. In the Meantime. Oh, In the Meantime, that's a good one. Yes, and I ha- the only other one I can remember that I wrote was Moment in Time. And Let Me Save You. Let me save you. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah, and right your wrongs. Well, <laughs> that one never, we never finished that one, so I don't know um, that one. Yeah, and the angel, angel of mine, angel of time, something. Um, yeah. Okay. Ooh, I don't, I, now, now that you mentioned let me save you, I think, I don't know, maybe it's just like because I haven't heard it in so long and I honestly couldn't even remember half the words or how to play it, but that might have been my favorite. Yeah. Or it's one of them. It's up there. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was definitely one of them. Um, because it was similar to wasting away. If I'm not mistaken, where we kind of collaborated vocally versus mm -hmm. songs like running or enough for you where it was either mine or yours. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the one we debuted at our first show, um, as part of our, uh, mic check in the beginning. Let me save you. Yeah, yeah. So oh, good, good memories there. Um, yeah, it's hard to narrow down to to just a few. Um, Let me save you is definitely one of my favorites. I mean, running, getting to have a little solo. Um, I just love the different electro bits and the, the drums. Obviously, on that. Enough for you. Obviously. A, big emotional connection to that one. And then, yeah, Forgotten was, was a good one as well. Um, yeah. A lot of fun to play. Would you, what, what, if you had to narrow it down, what would be your favorite? Oh, I had to just pick one that was the most fun to play. That's a tough one. Well, do you have one? I mean, I really want to say it was Let Me Save You, even though I don't remember, I just remember it being a lot of fun. I don't, 
I hate I hate that I don't remember much about it because I could be way off. But yeah, I I would I will say I remember us like you had part of the bridge you hadn't finished yet, and I think I wrote a line or two in the bridge is something like two broken hearts for the world to see or something like that. Does that ring a bell or is that a different thing? Maybe. No, that's probably right. Um, anyway, yeah, I think probably cause it was our most collaborative. Collaborative. Yeah. Um, but I mean, and, and I, well, obviously I really enjoyed that and I, that, you know, going back to the bonus episode or one of those episodes, it may have been the one about our shows with Jimmy, but, um, you know, that was one thing that I always wished we had done more of was, you know, more hands-on collaboration. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I also think I like that song because it was one of the few upbeat songs that we had, you know, where most of our songs kind of felt darker and heavier and that one. I mean, it's still kind of a sappy heartbreak song, you know, mm-hmm. but it had more of a, it, it had more energy, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like those two things combined just kind of, man, I, I wish that we had been able to lay that one down yeah definitely yeah i think if i had to pick one that was in terms of being the most fun to play and just as we say collaborating vocally um i think probably that one because i just love playing it live and just you know echoing each other's voices and it was to me at least it wasn't as technically demanding and i don't mean that in a bad way it was just it was relatively straightforward and i didn't have to think about what i was playing Right. And also no, singing as much. Yeah. Whereas like running and enough for you is a lot more technical in a lot of ways. Sure. And it kind of, it, it's hard to pull out the emotion sometimes when you're just like trying to make sure you make it sound good. Right. Right. Well, cool. well kind of along the same veins, we had another question submitted by Elijah. Um, shout out to Elijah. He has been such a loyal listener. Um, and actually we've got a few more questions from him just broadly, um, that we'll tackle here after we finish this episode. But, um, you know, in the same vein, he asked if we could get the band back together for one last time, one night only and play only one song of ours. What would we play? What song would we do? Thank you, Elijah, for that question and for all these other questions. I mean, I want to say running. I I just feel like for whatever reason that was, we may have mentioned this before, but it kind of felt like the song. I want to say the song we're known for. I mean, nobody knew us, you know, well, but it felt like that song. What? That's not true, Tim. Everyone. Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I just felt like that was, you may hear Crosby in the background, by the way. Crosby's joining me this morning for recording. Hello, Crosby. Eating his nanas. Who's your favorite? Uncle Caleb. I haven't told him that one yet. Strategically. Because I know he'd answer that question. That way. Anyways. Yeah, if we could only get the... Yeah, so... Would you say running was... I I mean, I want to say that. Like, I feel like that's the default. But... I don't know. What do you think? I mean, I feel selfish saying that because... It's my song and you didn't sing in it really. So, you know, I don't, you know, not that I feel like you shouldn't, but you know what I mean? I just felt like that was the one song that really seemed to define us. It was the, it may have been the only song that we played all four shows. Maybe not. Maybe I'm crazy. I don't, I don't know. Enough for you is the only one other one. I feel like may have made all four shows. 
Yeah, I think because I was very keen to get someone to pull out a lighter. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, no, I think you're right. Because, um, I mean, A, that song was the first song. Um, and if nothing else, practicality-wise, I feel like as much as I would love to jam out to Let Me Save You, we it would take so much time to remember the chords, remember the structure etc sure, yeah yeah if we're just given the opportunity as a band to come back together we're, just, we're not gonna like have to relearn that yeah one, you know? but we i think we could all you know just whip out running mm -hmm. pretty easily yeah yeah um so yeah excellent question yeah and to piggyback off of that uh the comment that we had uh shout out to adam the drummer he's been also a avid listener and in the bonus episode, I think when we were listening to Running, uh, we surmised or maybe assumed that Running was his favorite song. And he confirmed that via Instagram. So thanks, Adam. Yes, thank you for, for listening and reaching for, out. Yeah. Yeah. So we have covered all of the episode specific questions. And we have a few more just broad questions that have been submitted by. Friends of yours, Mr. Timothy. Yeah, that is correct. Um, why don't you just pick one out of the out of the lot Ooh, and ask? I love him. this. All right, let's go with. Let's just start from Clarissa. Um, what is one food that you two associate with your friendship? Something you perhaps remember eating together? Mm -hmm. Something you introduced to each other, etc. Yes. I'm excited about this, and I think we're going to have the same answer, so let's say it at the same time. Oh, and actually, now I just had like four other foods pop in my head. Dang. Okay, I'm, I don't want to give any hints and cheat. Let's just say it All at the right, same time, and if it's not. Yeah, we can kind of explain each one. Uh -huh. All right. Just one. a disclaimer, this is live. This is not edited in any no, capacity. All. So yeah. we're just, okay. All right, one, two, three. Tuna. Nachos. Okay. I thought you might go tuna. I thought you might go tuna. But we just talked about our nachos, our, our world famous nachos. So Yes, yes. Well, let's explain the tuna first. Yes, yes. So we uh, will come to this uh, as we progress into our uni days. But one fan favorite, or uh, Caleb and Tim favorite, um, from our time living together at uni was as we would be binge watching shows, we would make what we call tuna, tuni. Um, we wouldn't create a fish called tuna. We would take cans of tuna, mix it with copious amounts of mayonnaise, mustard, pepper, what have you. <laughs> um, so much so that one of our friends was worried about us getting mercury poisoning. Anyways, um, and put that on crackers and just... Yes, saltines. And 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 I, I guess I will say <laughs> the not. I mean, there's really not much more to it. I guess we we went through cycles. Um, we did tuna, and then we would do pretzel sticks and Nutella was a popular snack, also for binge watching. And then at some point, we started creating like we would build these massive amount, like this massive pile of nachos, and we would bake it. Had like all kinds of ingredients in there, such as oh, we had like chicken. Mushrooms for my half, 
right? Because you don't like mushrooms. No, or is I like mushrooms. Yeah, maybe it was olives. I put olives oh. on my half. You like olives? Uh, olives in your half, onions on my half. Blech. Yeah, we would just and we would just go ham on it. Not, not we wouldn't put ham on our nachos, but we we would go ham on the nachos. On the yes, absolutely. And we'd have like a big old dish, and then we'd just plop down and feast. Yes, manly men. Um, and then we watched Vampire Diaries. Um, <laughs> uh, anyways, we'll come to such things, but thank you so much, Clarissa, for that question. Good one. Right. Yeah. Pick us another question out of this proverbial hat, Tim. All right. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, this question is once again from Elijah. 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 <laughs> Um, I'm just trying to come up with different ways to pronounce his name just to make it sound like we have more listeners than we do. <laughs> but thank you, Elijah, for all your questions. Uh, you, you asked, Elijah asked, did you think back then that your lives would be what they are now? Hmm. Great question. I don't think so. I mean, as we've discussed, we, for a long time, I think, considered studying music and i guess i for you know in the days of high school i just kind of assumed i would be doing something musical Mm -hmm. my life so i think that's a big big difference big life change yeah okay yeah so yeah as we as we will discuss come season two and maybe we've referenced this a bit already. Yes, we both were interested in doing music. Um, and I kind of transiently got interested in medicine at the time. Um, but certainly did I think that I would be like geographically where I am now? Uh, no, didn't think mm-hmm. at the time. And I'll talk about some of those uh, sort of inward struggles and things of that nature come season two. So mm-hmm. keep an ear out for those. Great question. Um, yeah. You want to pull one out? Yeah, let's pull it out. That's the rabbit. Um, sorry. Wrong hat. Uh, so, ooh. Oh, okay, it's coming from a hat. <laughs> <laughs> the grunting just kind of concerned me. Uh, yes. So uh, young jock strap. Oh my goodness. Uh right. He asks or she, I don't want to any have y'all ever been <laughs> in a fight before? If so, what about? I take it young jockstrap is asking if we've been in a fight with each other, not if we've ever been in a, just a fight in general. I mean, I guess I kind of there was the water fight with me and Chris. <laughs> so obviously I've been in a fight. If you can call it that. Uh-huh. I punched my brother square in the face one time. Did you really? I did. Yes. I don't remember what we were arguing. Not not Jonah, my older brother Matt. That's kind of a little pip squeak. <laughs> He's like younger. Like, yes. My brother threw a chair at me once. Oh goodness! I was I was he's older, of course, but I'm I've always been bigger than him. Mm-hmm. Not always, but you were just born life. bigger. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, for a long time, I was bigger, and I think. I'm sure he could have, you know, he was equal enough to my fighting skills or <laughs> lack thereof. But anyways, yes, I think at some point I had frustrated him to the point where I think he knew this would have been the only way he could really take me through a chair at me. 
Okay. And he didn't throw it hard. Are we talking like a like a rocking chair outside of the, uh, the Cracker Barrel? Just launch that sucker. No, I think it was a like a fold up chair. Oh, okay, like okay, fair you know, like, like um, the WWE. That, you know, <laughs> I just throw chairs all the time. Hogan on there. Why is there always a fold up a foldable metal chair just available for swinging? That's true. Yeah, <laughs> you ever play those little video games? You just slide one out from underneath the. Matt. Um. Anyways, yeah. Have Have we ever been in a fight? I, you know, I I can't think of any times. You and I are both super passive aggressive, and I know there were times when we probably got frustrated with each other. Mm-hmm. Um. And as we'll discuss at some point in college days, we lived together, so I think there was. Uh, some point in time when I didn't like clean my dishes or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah, I got annoyed about that. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it never um, really escalated. No, no, no. Um, yeah, yeah. We, but we, we were on the same page going to, never mind. I'm just not even going to say that. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's interesting because I feel like most friendships do go through, Certain, you know, at some at some point they go through squabbles, and you mm-hmm. know we've just been blessed and never really had any major offenses towards one another that I can think of. No, no, nor can I. Um, yeah, and I think that was actually one of your, um, or maybe collectively, one thing we were worried about going into uni, which we'll come on to. Um, it's like we didn't want to ruin the great friendship we did have by mm-hmm. living together, and like, oh, we're gonna hate each other's guts by the end of it, mm-hmm. but. Uh, Thankfully, that never happened. So, yeah, good. All right, so I'm really excited about this next question. It was the only uh, audio question that had been formally submitted. We had a few people ask me questions in person, mm-hmm. um, but we had a phone, uh, a voicemail. Oh wow! This okay. is actually yes, a voicemail. It was sent directly to my personal cell phone, which I'm not giving out on the podcast. Sorry, guys. But if you know, you know. Um, but anyways, this is coming from my Uncle Clive. Ooh. Have I ever told you about my Uncle Clive? Um, no, no. I don't think you have. Okay. He's, he's not really my uncle. Uh, he's he's like my second cousin twice removed or something like that. He's like my grandmother's second cousin. I don't really know how it works. Um, I don't even think we're really related. But somehow he's friend of the family. He calls himself Uncle Clive. Mm-hmm. He actually lives over there across the pond. Oh, does he? Oh, interesting. You guys have brushed Rush shoulders, paths. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I haven't seen him in a few years, but I think my grandmother told him that we had started a podcast. So uh, I'm going to play the voicemail real quick and then we can answer. So give me one second here. Yeah, hello. Um, is that Jim? Hi, Jim. Um, it's your uncle Clive. Um, I just had a bit of a question. Um, you said that you started a podcast, and um, I just wanted to ask Jim what what radio station are you on? As they wanted to have a listen. Um, anyway, I'll leave it there for now, old chap. But um, I'll catch you on the flip side, as they say. Um. Well, that was fun. Um. 
Well, we can answer the question. Unfortunately, I don't think Uncle Clive will hear the answer since he's <laughs> listening to the radio station. Um, well, yeah. Well, I guess that's the answer, though. There is no radio station. Yeah. Uh, bless him, though. He seems like a jovial old soul. Um, yeah. Maybe he'll, maybe he should join us on the podcast if he ever. Yeah, maybe. But in the meantime, you'll have to track him down um, and and share with him the podcast, or at least teach him how to listen to it. Right, yeah, okay. Cool, cool. So this next question was submitted by my older brother, who I've referenced a few times throughout season one. Matt asks, if you could go back to those days, would you? Would we go back? Yeah, interesting question. I feel like we've talked about this um, just you know, not on the podcast, but between you and me, I mm-hmm. think I would. It well, under the, under the, I mean, like, if I could know what I know now, you know. Hmm. Well, I guess that's. I mean, otherwise, it wouldn't really be like we're going back. It would just be like we're there. That's you know? true. Yeah, we wouldn't even realize we've gone back. So you feel like you would go back with a more wise perspective? Yeah, I to do that. I think so. Um, yeah, just to kind of like re-experience it, know what to appreciate from that time, and just kind of live in the simplicity of like non-adulthood, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, I mean, that would be so nice. Like school was kind of a burden, but I feel like compared to real life right now, like obviously I wouldn't want to stay back in that time. Like I love mm-hmm. my family and I love my job and... Well, I don't love my job. I've, I've established that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I love my life right now, but it'd be nice to visit. Yeah, yeah. I think it would also be fun to, if we did it at the same time, and we're trying to suss out, like, from, like, I'm trying to find out from high school, Tim, like, are you there with me? Are you in this yeah, adventure, like too? Yeah, there's a, there's a movie there. Like, we're both, we've both been transported back into our high school bodies and it's just me and you but we don't know that the other one of us is back there Mm -hmm. so for a little while we just think that it's just myself right but we'll make like subtle inside jokes that only like from college you know i'd know that you would know this from college but you'll pick up on it and be like whoa how does he know that and then slowly piece it together yes yes yeah it would be tricky to navigate at first though because you can't just come out and ask that question. Oh, yeah. Perhaps, cause what what would be the, like, if you were trying to, to suss out, if I was there with you, what would be, like, your go-to, like, inquiry or reference, inside joke? Ooh. Um, oh, I know what it would be. Um, the listeners have heard us joke about this a few times. Um perhaps in a few of our episodes, but maybe making a mold wine reference. Ah. Yeah, sure. yeah, that would definitely like hey Tim, have you ever you ever read about, ever okay, tried a mold wine? Yeah. That would have done it, yeah. I've done yeah. the trick. <laughs> <laughs> uh mold wine is a secret um I don't even know how to describe it. Um, 
collaboration of different things uh, that were said behind the scenes on the podcast, bloopers, if you like, that Tim put together in just this wonderful little, I don't even know how to describe it, but yeah, it's just a, it's like a creative monstrosity. Taco Bell is two words. Yes, yes, it will probably never be heard by no. those outside of the circle, but and it's like a, it's like beautiful but terrifying. <laughs> yeah, disturbing. <laughs> but you can't stop listening. You know, it's like a, it's like a audio, it's like an audible train wreck. You can't like you can't put the headphones down. Mm-hmm. You want to, but you can't. Yes, just have to trot on um anyways sorry sorry for that little teaser that you'll never get the uh, (laughs) maybe stuff maybe we can make that like a a patreon exclusive or something yes people have to pay (laughs) and immediately want a refund (laughs) great great cool well thank you matt and in the kind of following on from that so a would you go back but b would you do anything different um, that's a question. Jeez. Well, I think just kind of building off of this elaborate scenario that we've created, like if I, if I knew that you, you and I were in the same scenario that both of us have been transported back, most definitely, I think you and I, like I'd, I'd have a lot more confidence to shift the timeline as it were i don't know what i would do differently though Hmm. maybe i would seek out my my now wife ah good answer good answer in case she's listening (laughs) um she'll she'll be listening to this months from now (laughs) i think well i guess it depends on kind of like the butterfly effect and like if if it like you say if the things we do are going to shift the timeline or is it just like a one-week holiday where we can just do whatever we please? I think that would probably... Um, but how would, would we know? Uh, that Yeah, that's the thing. Um, but yeah, I think I would have a lot more confidence in myself going back. And I don't know, like, who's to say that pranks could be unlimited? Oh my goodness, especially what? knowing what the future you know yeah yeah like we could use that to our advantage yeah more stories for the podcast mm, oh my goodness <laughs> the the podcast uh, all of season one would be relatively boring compared to that one episode where we just talk about the week mm-hmm. on which we were transported back in time anyways we can move on yeah i feel like we can go on for <laughs> days days good well thank you Matt, for those questions. Now, yeah, and this next question comes from um, perhaps one of the most notable people that we talk about, Um, with the exception of Jimmy, of course, because he was actually on the show. But we talk about my baby brother Jonah quite a Mm, bit. Yes. Um, He has put forth a question, which I'm surprised no one else has. What is your favorite episode? From season one. Man. I got to think about it. Uh, What about you? Do you have an answer off the top of your head? 
It's difficult. It was Jimmy's episode was so fun. Um, mm-hmm. Just getting to catch up with him. I think if I had to choose one, which funnily enough has the um, least number of listens, um, it'd have to be, I think, Lesson 9, The Rule of Three. Okay. Episode 4, yeah. Episode 4, yeah. yeah I, I just I think, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I just love the that era in the story and um, getting to tell the tale of the, the triangle, the triad, and explain myself and <laughs> um just that that episode was so fun right yeah yeah i agree i think it would be between those two um yeah there's something about just like that that was the creation that was the origin of the band mm-hmm. you know and um i don't know i really enjoyed that as well just uh you know the listeners may not know this but we like ed- the editing process in a podcast is very tedious, especially for us. Um, just I think we're both somewhat perfectionists. Mm-hmm. And so even prior to airing any of the episodes, we had listened to all of them at least five times a piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and if I had to pick one that, well, yeah, like you said, I think Jimmy, the one with Jimmy on it was probably my favorite. Um, just having uh, that extra dynamic, like I love the, I love the game that we just forgot, mm-hmm. you know, until the end, and then uh, even the question of the day, just his reactions to, yeah, <laughs> the scenarios that was a lot of fun. But nice but uh, lesson nine episode was was probably a close second for me. Yeah. Okay. Good. I don't know. There's something special about the first one too. I feel like just the trebuchet story is such a classic and notable story in our you know it's such a defined story that exists within itself you know Mm -hmm. whereas i feel like a lot of the rest of them just are either kind of minor or they interweave with one another but just that one is very set apart and very memorable right right and it's very picturesque like you can have a definitely have an associated image correct yeah in that in that story um and also just the you know looking back x amount of years we'll you know think nostalgia for that first episode Mm -hmm. that's where it all began great excellent question jonah thank you so much and a final question from again my older brother matt how do you feel about podcasting now that you've got a season under your belt? Um, so I've mentioned that this was this is my first and only attempt at a podcast. Um, and in listening back just so many times for editing reasons and trying to work our way through that, um, I will say I feel a lot more confident in doing this and also just in editing and the the format and the messages that we're trying to convey. Listening back to episodes one and two especially, I felt a bit more a bit more timid, I guess, um, in terms yeah. of Oh, speaking. I remember like hitting record and you just saying how nervous you were and uh-huh. you know, which I mean I can I can relate to certainly. 
Mm. Yeah. But yeah. And you hit and well, I'll let you speak to that, but you had, obviously you were more confident and comfortable. I would have thought maybe a little, I, I mean, I had some experience leading to this, obviously nothing that's ever aired. Um, my, my, my best friend, Jacob, outside of you, you two of you are both my best friends. So don't, don't feel like you're getting pinched out, <laughs> but, uh, he and I have wanted to do a podcast for quite some time now and we've made several attempts but just a myriad of reasons have gotten in the way for really being able to launch anything so yeah I had a little bit more experience and maybe a little bit more confidence but I mean there's something different about you know actually doing it and you know definitely have gone a lot further in the process of like actually getting artwork and airing the episodes and like you know reading the analytics and such it's a it's fun i think in my experience so far with the ramble yeah i mean i i just i do i feel like it's just been so much fun it's a such a unique kind of project or experiment and i think that's another thing that and lar- i largely credit this to you alone but that we've made the ramble such a qu- weird creative experiment that <laughs> You know, I don't, we don't really try to abide by like the certain rules of podcasting, you know, like mm-hmm. I feel like we've just kind of carved our own path in a lot of ways. And so we've already started recording season two. So you guys listening, season two gets a little bit more wacky and fun, um, in my opinion, at least. Um, but it's just been such a fun journey of like, you know, it, what what the ramble is, as we've mentioned, is kind of a way for Caleb and I to like reminisce, but in like this unique fashion, solidify these stories. But we've just kind of turned it into this. I don't know. It's just so much more than just telling stories. You know, at least for us. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah it's its own own unique genre. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That was maybe a long answer to the question, but no, no, it was well spoken. Um, I enjoyed it and agree. Um, very much looking forward to season two, um, which we've made a good little start on, and getting to share these wacky, very wacky, um, <laughs> uh, little Easter eggs for people. Excellent, thank you, Matt, for that question. All right. Yes. Um. Well, that's it. That's it. That's all she wrote. Yeah, that's all the questions. All we wrote. So yes, thank you to all who asked questions. We had questions from from Jacob, from Morgan, from Elijah, from Sarah. Sarah. Clarissa. (laughs) Eliha. Eliha. Jane from Connecticut. Yes, thank you, Jane. And Uh, Young Jockstrap. Young Um, Jockstrap. I don't know where you're coming from, but thank you so much. And probably try to get that name Mm -hmm. changed. Um. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a name he gave himself. And thank you again to 
my older brother, Matt, and my younger brother, Jonah, for submitting yeah. their questions. And um, what was your your special guest, or not? What was your... Uh, <laughs> and thank you so much to my Uncle Clive for his voicemail, his voice memo, his inquiries. It's fun to introduce him to the world. I'll make sure he knows how to listen to this episode, if nothing else. Yes, yes. Good. Yeah, I'll make sure he gets his response to his questions. Yeah. Send a uh, carrier pigeon. Maybe. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Uh, all the way through season one and for any questions that you guys did have. Um, we will likely do another Q&A at the end of season two. So keep listening and collect your questions. And if you have any general questions about us, you can, even from this season, you can ask them then. Absolutely. And you'll be able to, Tim has created just the loveliest of a platform which you can submit your questions um, yes. through our website. So please go check that out. Start of season two, we will have that link in our bios on all the socials. Very excited about that. Absolutely. And as far as season two goes, it will be launching December 3rd. So got a little ways away from now but remember three weeks. remember the third of Four december weeks. Yeah. the three weeks yes it's the 12th right now so three weeks we will have season two airing launching oh, so exciting and as well the website so we're i'm so excited to say you can talk with us you can learn about us a little bit more and also uh you can buy some Ramble gear. We got t-shirts. We got mugs. Working on some baby strollers. Yes, always. How are the lanyards coming, Tim? Ooh, the lanyards. I couldn't get. All, I couldn't get those in on time. Ah, uh, the lanyard maker. He was on holiday. So, so he's backed up. Supply shortage. There's some. I guess some uh, supply boats trapped in the Mediterranean right now. Oh, or something oh like that. I don't know. Mediterranean. I don't know lanyards maybe who's to say excellent well yes uh, just to echo thank you guys again so much for all of your questions and comments today i had a blast as always recording with you today tim and also with dearest crosby yes i enjoyed recording with myself as well and with also with crosby um i'm just kidding i enjoyed meeting up with you of course thanks for bearing with me and the noise of uh, Crosby's writing. That's okay. It's just, you know, giving his own input. I love the, uh, the ambiance. Ambiance. All right. Well, let's throw up the deuces and we will see you guys in December. December. Oh